This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hey there everyone. Hello and welcome to the Passion People podcast. This is your host Naga and I'm excited to interview Ashwin who is a filmmaker and uh, I think you all are going to really enjoy listening to this episode. I wanted to start the episode with a quote saying that adventure may hurt you but monotony will kill you. I I think uh, this quote will resonate a lot with Ashwin uh, who's grinning widely listening to this and uh, so without further ado Ashwin thank you so much for uh, making time for this podcast I know you're like extremely busy and in the middle of your second film uh, so can you introduce yourself for our listeners uh, thank you Nana thank you I'm it's a pleasure and hi hi everyone this is Ashwin and uh, I'm a writer director working in the South Indian film industry I'm two films two films old my first film Maya got released in 2015 and I'm currently uh, in the process of making my second feature film and I'm actually glad to be here fantastic fantastic so when you say uh, you're you're a filmmaker what what are the aspects of uh, making the movie that uh, you take care of yeah, I basically do everything uh, you kind of write the script Mm-hmm. and approach the production house find the actors and technicians put them all together and shoot the film edit it add sounds everything basically you know involved right from the inception of the idea and you're there hanging in there till the film release and even even after that yeah so yeah you're basically involved in every process yeah. so basically i prefer writing my own scripts so, so that's like, another additional thing that you yeah, do as yeah, well yeah yeah So which part of the process do you enjoy uh, doing more is it the really, writing or is it the uh, direction and the post production part I really love, love writing as of now because you know it's a very uh, it can be a very lonely process and you're just there in a room sitting it out and and figuring out and there's nobody to judge you and there's no pressure of being very good but when you're on a set you're constantly monitored by a lot of people and they all look up to you for answers and sometimes right. you don't have any right but when you're writing you know you take your own time to you know set up things and you know it's it's just you and your thoughts and it can be very solitary it can be very very uh, satisfying and uh, and yeah I, i kind of you know i'm enjoying writing more than the other crafts right now mm-hmm. but you know this every part of the process is very pleasurable you know it's very it's very uh, rewarding in the sense even if it's stressful even if it's very difficult and challenging it can be ultimately very rewarding you know Yes, you know, as such, filmmaking itself is a very rewarding process. Got it. So, is it safe? Uh, like, what is your passion? Is, is it safe to call, say that storytelling is your passion? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think I kind of you know prefer myself to be called as a storyteller more than a more than a filmmaker because you know all I do is tell stories in the visual medium. You know, I don't mind telling stories in any medium for that matter. So, films are just another medium that that I explore to you know to to. kind of narrate my stories and and express myself and uh, it's a it's a very good medium because it reaches out to a lot of people and uh, it can be it can be a very uh, compelling medium to tell stories i see is there any specific thing that drew you to storytelling yeah i been i actually like reading fiction i like reading fiction i've always been interested in reading books and all that mm-hmm. and right from my school days i used to read a lot of books tamil books english and everything 
and my mother got me introduced to the habit of reading mm. and after a certain point you know you kind of feel inspired and you you want to kind of evoke the reaction evoke the reaction that these books are evoking you you, know, you want to kind of pass it on and you want to um, you want to do the same to other people you want to do the same thing that this these books are doing to you so i just started scribbling when i was in school and and writing short stories and stuff and later it became kind of a regular habit when i was in college and and i just proceeded on to discover films and and mind you i even i actually did not watch a lot of films when i was in school and i used to watch maximum one film per year and my primary focus was in stories and books and all that and later i kind of moved on to films got it but uh, so does that mean that you studied uh, filmmaking and uh, this is the path where your education took you or you studied something else and then you discovered filmmaking and you kind of pivoted to this yeah i actually studied information technology i wanted to do visual communication but uh, i was forbidden from doing visual communication and i i i really did not enjoy engineering uh, but i actually found good people uh, good friends that actually you know shared similar passion and we kind of worked together and started making stuff and uh, filmmaking for me uh, even though i have read books uh, for me it was always about learning on the job and you know uh, the practical approach with which uh, you know the films are made is is kind of that's the only way to learn films i feel you know because no matter how much you learn sitting in a classroom i really don't think it's gonna it's gonna help you because when you're on the when you're on the set and when you have a lot of challenges none of this uh, academic knowledge is going to kind of you know help you deal with all the challenges you know it, it differs from every film even if you have made a 10 even if you made 10 films the 11th film will throw you a problem that you have not encountered before and nobody can prepare you for that yeah. so that's that can be very uh, scary and and very exciting as well so for me uh, learning filmmaking was through making short films and making a lot of mistakes and kind of learning through the experience and uh, you know it's it's kind of a trial and error method uh, you know uh, you just go out and make something and you know completely embarrass yourself and then you come back you learn from the experience and you start making it again you know that's that's how i've that's how i've learned i'm still learning filmmaking right Yeah. I think it, it, I think that applies to everything new that we do, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just that we we should not be afraid of that embarrassment that you talk about, or yeah, yeah. of the fact that whatever we did in the past is miserable because yeah. that is the step that we need to take in order yeah, to get yeah. better. But it's a very delicate thing because you know you always you know when you when you know that you're not good enough, sometimes it's hard hard to continue. Sometimes you know people around you tell you no, no good. It can be very. Um, It, it can be very demoralizing, and the whole point is we shouldn't quit because of that. Yeah. You know, it's it's even even if you're an amateur, you know, you'll have to hang in there long enough to actually start doing something good. And quitting is not going to make any difference. So, but sometimes you need people to tell, lie to you that you know you are good. You know, you can continue doing this. You know, even though the people you, who support us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, their lies will kind of momentarily convince us that you know, okay, I'm up to something good. Yeah. Let me just keep going. yeah that that's that's needed for everybody everybody who's who's interested in doing something that's that that can be considered unconventional or that can be considered risky right i'm, I'm sure you would have also gone through the same uh, things right and that you're speaking from experience yeah and uh, you also mentioned that you were uh, not allowed to take the visual uh, visual medium as uh, something that you studied yeah. right 
but so how did your parents or how did the people around you react when you told them that i'm not going to continue being a conventional engineer can you take us through that uh i actually you know got placed in infosys and i decided i actually uh I had to pay back my education loan which i you know borrowed for my studies and mm-hmm. i had to pay pay it back to my bank and i just thought i'll just work for one year or two years and kind of uh, finish off the loan and get back to what i want to do but once i joined infosys i realized that you know the first two months i realized i'm not going to last here you know it's gone the training was grueling and i was sitting there i was not i was completely not into that and it can be very very isolating it can be very uh, uh, soul crushing to sit in a place where you know that you don't belong and you cannot do anything you're not being protective you're not mm-hmm. doing justice to the opportunity given to you and you don't like the environment and and then you realize that okay fine i've been doing this long enough let me just i'm going to take the plunge anyway so let me just quit the training and let me just start doing it and i'm not going to if i'm going to if i'm not going to risk it now i'm never going to do that once i get used to the idea of a monthly salary then i'm never going to quit absolutely right the the kind of the comfort of um, regular income will kind of rested you from risking risking it all mm. so that's when i decided okay let me kind of you know quit the training and let me start doing what i want to do and uh, it wasn't so much as quitting uh, you know than them throwing me out so <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but you kind of made them throw you out right so it is still yeah, something that you engineered it yeah. in some way yeah got it and after this you, you say that you're uh, you're already in your uh, second film right you're you're two films old um and that uh, uh getting into an industry that is as competitive and especially the south indian film industry or the tamil film industry that you are in is extremely competitive with like a lot of big names so what what did it take for you to break in and uh, what what happened there uh see how it usually works in uh, tamil film industry is you kind of assist uh, a good filmmaker and you work under them for a couple of years and you learn the craft and then you they write they go on and write a script of their own and they approach the production house and you have this reputation of having worked under a big director which will convince the producer that you know you know your craft you have learned a trick or two from your master but uh in my case as with a lot of other software engineers who were breaking into the industry by 2012 Uh, it was not the case you know uh, a lot of new wave filmmakers engineers who engineers turned filmmakers were breaking to the industry who haven't actually assisted anybody and they kind of made their mark using short films they made short films and they moved on to make features and it was it was this whole culture of you know uh, making your you know this indie culture of making films that was coming up and uh, i was very excited about that because it basically convinced me that you know i can be i can actually make a film without going through the standard conventional you know procedure of assisting somebody and learning and and building context and all that it's still very fit it's still very helpful mind you you know it's, it's it's very important for you to build build some form of a network before you venture into your own film but uh the idea of making your short films and learning from it and uh, you know going on to make a feature film was very appealing to me because it was all for me it was learning on the job it was self learning and i i really thought i was more drawn towards learning from my own mistakes than looking at others and you know learning it through theirs yeah. so uh, that's when i decided okay let me just write my own script and let me just try making my own film and i just sat down 
I it took me almost a year to write my my first feature film. I finished it and I started approaching production houses and that's when I realized that they are not ready to trust me because you don't have the experience of directing. Yeah, yeah. even my short films are very amateur, so there's no way they would trust me to kind of you know uh, make a feature, and uh, uh, that's when I came up with this idea of making a pilot film, making a scene out of my feature film, mm-hmm. and make it as good as possible, make it as good as the feature film. and hopefully if they like the script and if they like the way i have shot the pilot film they'll be convinced that you know i can you know pull it off mm. so i had to kind of make the pilot film uh, i i i had a couple of my close friends who invested in the thing we kind of raised around 60 70000 money okay and we we shot a scene out of the feature film we shot very professionally we kind of um, wanted to make it look like a feature so we made that film we went to the production house we pitched it we pitched the whole script along with the pilot film and they liked it and you know that's that's how i got it so i am emulating somebody when you did this or is this uh, this is this seems still this is still unconventional right a, a way to pitch a movie this is unconventional right because no, it's, more... uh, it's been done before uh, james van uh, did it for uh, his first feature film saw he was he was from australia and, he, and when he wanted to break into hollywood he actually wrote the script so and uh, he made a short film for 5 minutes uh, it is a scene out of the film and he pitched it uh, to studios and they who liked it hmm. and it's basically it's like a, it's like a show reel you know actors uh, you know exhibit their skills using a show reel cinematographers kind of show what they can do in a show reel and as a director you know you kind of it's like you know a mini trailer it's like a mini film hmm. that you kind of show to people to convince them that you know that you can do this got it yeah got it so and so that led you to your first film yeah yes and i think it's needless to say that the movie was really successful and uh, you know and that now that you're on to your second film yeah it was successful because uh, it was a horror film mm-hmm. and uh, there were a lot of horror films that came out uh, in the uh, in 2014 15 and they were all very successful and uh, and i did not actually i did not want to cash in on the trend but i have always liked watching horror films and i i had this liking for the genre and i had this fascination towards the supernatural and and all that found itself on its way into the script mm. and uh, uh yeah i did it it was received really well and uh, considering it, it was my first feature i was i was a little surprised with the reception and i'm i'm, I'm very grateful to the film you know did well and it's actually helping me make my next film and what's your uh, what's the next film about uh, the next film is called edava kalam and uh, it's a drama come thriller and it has actors like sj surya shivada nair and vamika mm-hmm. and uh, it's currently under production we're planning to wrap up the film in the next two months and hopefully look at the release by the end of this year ah okay that we'll be looking forward to yeah. you know uh, watching it can you walk us through like the filmmaking process especially for people who are new or, like or who are unfamiliar with the industry or even somebody like me what 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 does it take like what what do the different people do and how what are the dynamics that are involved yeah so basically the the process of filmmaking can be divided into two three parts three phases pre production production and post production the pre production will uh, will actually you know putting the project together getting the script ready getting the actors ready and uh, 
getting all the technicians you need ready and finding the production house and and finalizing on the budget and the schedule and basically a lot of paperwork that will help you shoot so this itself just the story part you said takes a year right yes yes so all this whole of the pre production will be mostly a year and a half to yes year and a half yes uh for maya we took about 3 to 4 months of pre production okay. so it's basically one year and four months of pre production hmm. and then you get you, you kind of um get the schedule ready how many days you're going to shoot hmm. who you're going to shoot with where you're going to shoot um you know how many equipments do you need and uh, it's basically a, a a plan a flow plan that you have to shoot the film and then the second phase is the production where you actually go out go to the spot go to the set mm. shoot with all the actors get all the coverage you need and it can be 35 40 50 it can it, it varies from film to film you get it done and hopefully stay alive by the end of it <laughs> why do you say that yeah it can be it's, it's like a war it's like going to a war shooting you know there's so many things that could go wrong and you know it's it's it's, it's all hunky dory on the on the paper on paper so while you're making this script yeah and when you when you're opening it on set it's it it, it can be very scary it's liberating but it can it can also be scary okay so you survive the ordeal and you live to tell the story and and once you're done with the production you go into the post production where you kind of basically sit down and edit edit everything you have add on the dub the dub sound you design the sound uh, you you add all the sound effects you score the music you put it all together mix it and you do the vfx you do the color grading and you finish off everything you put it all together and you uh, you apply for sensor and then once it gets sensor you know you get a release date and you release the film got it so when you say dubbing and the sound and everything so that means that the video is taken completely in mute and then you overlay the sound on top of it yes but when you're shooting you shoot a pilot track in the sense when you you shoot a reference track in which you know you have this very uh, rough track of dialogues and sound effects and all those things so use that as a reference to recreate all the sounds that is needed so you'll be creating all the sound effects the dub uh, and and every the ambient sound and the overall uh, the acoustic quality of every scene mm. you kind of basically recreate it on post so yeah you kind of record the reference on set like kind of like metadata and then you kind of replace it with the original thing and you recreate everything yeah and then what what about like the financing of a film project uh, yeah. how how does how does that work i know that the pro- producer is the one that who gives the money for it yes then so how does it get rolled out and how how does it do, how do those things work so basically when you kind of you know finish the script you sit down with with somebody and work on the budget and then uh, a film's budget should should be kind of very realistic in the sense it depends on who who you're casting as the actor mm-hmm. so they should be able to bring in that kind of money you know that that the film needs right you cannot have a very uh, you cannot you cannot make a huge film the new actor you can unless you have a reputation yourself but when you're breaking into the industry it's important to have a very realistic very reasonable budget so that the whole process of getting the film made will not be as difficult mm-hmm. you know you'll not you don't have to strive real hard to raise the funds that is needed so mine was a low budget film relatively lower than most films that are getting made and it was easy for me to raise funds because the film uh, the lead actor of the film was nayantara who was a star here down south and with her we were able to get the funds we needed 
and we were able to make the film comfortably mm, got it yeah fantastic so you tell us that uh, you're passionate about storytelling yes can you tell us a story story oh gosh <laughs> Like you know, meeting a comic and you know asking <laughs> asking him so. for a joke, <laughs> maybe a short story or anything, uh, something that right off the top of your mind. Okay, we'll get back to this. I'll definitely <laughs> tell you a story by the end of the podcast. We'll just skip it and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what I'm talking about when you know when you're going on the set, you're put on the spot and <laughs> don't know what you don't have answers for all the questions. Eh? Right. <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, but uh, can you tell us the challenges that you faced, uh, like especially on the personal front? What What were the things that you had to do to kind of? Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of convincing and a lot of, uh, uh, especially to the parents, right? Because I'm I'm sure by the time my if when you're leaving Infosys, they were like, okay, what is going on? Uh, so can you walk us through like how you were able to kind of sit down with them and convince them that this is the path that you want to choose, and uh, the challenges that you faced there. Actually, you know, I, I, for some reason, I sat down with them and I told them that I just needed two years of time, and if I don't make it by then, you can, I can go back to work. I have no idea why he said that, but I had to give them a time frame, and I gave them two years. Okay, let me just try for two years, and if nothing works out, I'll go, I'll come back to this. And I gave myself those two years, and and I started working. Uh, but see, the one of the most challenging things about you know making films is you'll have to wait a lot there's a lot of indefinite waiting periods where you basically where nothing happens and then suddenly somebody comes and everything starts happening at the same time mm-hmm. and in films it's it's very it's very it, it happens more often than you think you know uh, you sit down and you don't make your film there's nobody for the nobody helping you out for 6 months and suddenly in 7 month everything falls together and you go, and you're forced to go out and make the film mm. so it's like you know being called for a war you know you'll have to you can stay with your family and all that but suddenly somebody calls you for you'll have to go there there's nothing there's absolutely nothing you can do to actually speed up the waiting process or you know so getting through this indefinite waiting periods was very difficult for me because financially you'll have to be dependent on somebody else and uh, there's a lot of uh, you look around you ba- you basically see people you know working and earning money and and doing all that stuff and and it can be there will be a lot of pressure on you you, you know on 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 myself um but i kind of you know i kept focusing on writing and i kept i kept uh, thinking about what i'm going to do and it's basically immersing yourself in the process uh, you know so much that you kind of start you know that you kind of forget about the implications or the possible risks that come with it i think that's a good way of uh, you know dealing with that situation right because otherwise if you're just going outside and looking at everybody else then you're just distracted and you're also thinking that they are there where where am i and what am i doing yeah yeah so it's very important to never compare with yourself with others you know you're fighting your own battle it's your own journey mm. and uh, you know everybody takes their own sweet time to get to where they want to be and uh, it's it's completely uh, you know uh, unreasonable to kind of put yourself on the pedestal and and you know put yourself um, on the same weighing thing you know of, and and this judge yourself you know it's it's, it's very unhealthy to, to do that and mm. uh, and i think i think that's what, that's what i kind of you know expect the parents or you know other people to do you know not compare 
you know two people and you know just leave it to them and and their ideals and their ambitions will be completely different yeah. even with filmmakers you know every filmmaker is different you know their their value system and their ambition and and their idea of a good film and a bad film will definitely vary so it's is this the uh, the idea of respecting uh, one's taste and respecting one's uh, values and sensibilities is very important uh, right. so so that you know you don't kind of expect everybody to to be on the same page you know mm-hmm. that's the beauty of uh, making a film you're working with with 25 30 people uh, and you know they la- they'll bring in their own uh, ideas and and values and thoughts and ideas and you have to be open to that and if you don't open yourself to that then you are denying yourself uh, a lot of uh, good stuff that these people can add to the table yeah yeah so that's what that's what i'm that's my parents were not putting me a lot of pressure but i was they were just concerned about me making it you know they were just concerned about me suffering and all that but it was a healthy concern it did not kind of deter me from you know doing what i want to do right I think that's also good advice for all the parents who are uh, listening and tuning in, yeah. as well as all the people who are uh, you know who want to do something uh, similar. Um, I just wanted to touch upon a few points that you mentioned about uh, the patience that's needed and the waiting process, right? I think it. I think it's the same with any uh, any good project or any good uh, anything that we get ourselves into, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a job or whether it's a business, right? I think all of these things take a lot of time to. mature or even kind of reach a steady state and we'll need to get through the difficult parts and uh, especially in today's generation i've seen like a lot of people who are uh, craving instant gratification and it's always like i did this i did that and you know nothing is happening and people get really frustrated so is there anything uh, specific that you did or what what was your uh, what was your routine uh, that you that you followed during these difficult times to kind of stay sane did you have like a creative process that you followed yeah yeah actually I had a folder in my system which called just called daily inspiration i still have it it was basically a compilation of a lot of articles and videos and video essays and you know interviews which i kept reading and watching to kind of remind myself that you know there are a lot of people out there doing this mm. and they were able to do it and it was like staying hydrated uh, so i constantly did that uh, but for me um, the the process is for me the the instant gratification you talked about you know i think everybody starts with that mm. but you eventually grow out of it and the whole reason you're doing something you love is not for validation mm. even though the validation is great but i think it's just like a dessert at the end of a good meal so the point is you're having a good meal and the dessert is just like an you know the afterthought or or you know the supplement or the compliment you that you just get mm. you know the whole point is to finish the meal So I think the process itself should be rewarding enough for you to actually do it. So you're not doing it for others. You're not doing it to be received. You're not doing it to be validated or accepted. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the joy of the process. And hopefully it will find its audience. And you'll the validation will just be a be an extension of you know what you get in return. You know as an artist. So I think so that's very important. And I it took me a long time to realize that you know. So when you're making out stuff in the beginning, it's it's it can be very uh uh it can be very attractive for you to find an audience and and feel validated and and appreciated and and all that but i don't think it get gets you far in life you know if you're very convinced about what you do and if you're very sure about what you do and if you really think that you know um it's okay to be positive and it's okay to be it's okay to think that you're good good enough to do something but 
it shouldn't be so much that you start convincing yourself that you know everything you know yeah and you know you're you're good and and you know you the positivity or or the confidence can kind of you know it can go go overboard and become might, more confident yeah and, and can deter you from learning new things every day and and keeping your glass empty is very important in filmmaking as in any any endeavor for that matter but in films i think the more you make films the more you understand that you don't know anything right so that must like, be a very humbling process yes right? yes absolutely absolutely and uh, so you kind of you know work your way upwards and and learn every day and know that it's not going to be enough no matter what you do and you should always know that it's not going to be enough and you should never settle for anything less than brilliance and and i don't think brilliance is something that that is set it just keeps going up and up and you just it's very elusive yeah you just keep chasing it and you just and and the, and the process of chasing it will kind of make you a better artist yeah and you never get there i think that's the whole point and and that's that's actually a very healthy thing to have yeah for any artist i think it's the same with a lot of different aspects in life as well right i think all high achievers feel that there's all once they've reached a particular level yeah. they're, they're always pushing the, they're always pushing themselves and they want to keep going to the next level and that's what makes i think that's what differentiates the good people from the great people because they are the ones who are continuously pushing themselves struggling and at the end of the day enjoying the process yeah because if they're not doing that then whatever they're doing is not sustainable yeah, at yeah. that point yeah absolutely fantastic fantastic so as we reach uh, like towards the end of the interview i should and it's been like a breeze right i've not even realized that we are almost here uh, we do like a standard set of questions and uh, i'd like to move uh, to those standard set of questions so is there uh, what advice uh, would you give for like people who want to get into uh, filmmaking or and, and i think you've already given the advice for like the creative uh, fields in general but specifically if uh, if someone wants to get into filmmaking what what would be your specific advice for them uh, i'll 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 share what worked for me i'll mm-hmm. share what i've learned uh, in the past 6 months and i feel that you know uh, it's it's a very important lesson that i ha- that i had to learn uh, in in filmmaking as in any any endeavor there's going to be a lot of indefinite periods of waiting you have to wait for the actor you have to wait for the production house you have to wait for the and uh, rain to get over you have to wait for uh, you know the right people to work with so there will be a lot of indefinite waiting periods where you you'll you'll feel frustrated that you'll have to sit down and do nothing right so what i personally started doing is working on another idea working on other scripts and oh while you waited in the yes, first one yes. okay so it's putting yourself in a constant state of creativity that will actually help you in the long run because you're not just wasting time you're investing on something else that will hopefully lead you to something else and you're working on your future mm-hmm. and some sometimes when you are when you are when you hit dead ends with a, with a certain project it's always important to have a backup it's always important to have another idea that you can invest yourself on that you can work on so that you don't feel uh you don't feel worthless you don't feel like you know i'm not doing anything you know so it's always important to have a backup idea or a backup plan that you have that you can tap into and not remain idle so it's it's very important to stay uh creative and and stay stay in the same path that led you here mm-hmm. and 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 not feel frustrated that you're waiting for something to happen and all that you'll have to be constantly creative 
will have to be constantly brainstorming new ideas and 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 working on something new and exciting and 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 you know and 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 just convincing yourself that you are kind of remaining the same person you were when you started out or and so not that, losing your uh, individuality or yes. your roots yeah yeah absolutely and not let all this um challenges and problems and 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 all this waiting periods affect your uh, creativity or affect your uh, uh, enthusiasm uh, that that god you started in the first place yeah so don't let that be a dampener yeah absolutely got it <coughs> what uh, you said that you read a lot of fiction and yeah. uh, you're reading in a large way influence you to become a storyteller today yeah. uh, what book recommendations would you have for uh, mm. listeners yeah i actually been guilty of not reading books for a very long time since i started making films uh, but in tamil i think you know i think i actually like reading sujatha okay sujatha uh, rangarajan is one of the contemporary uh, tamil writers he was he passed away and he used to uh, he worked on a lot of screen plays for uh, maniratnam shankar and a lot, a lot of uh, successful filmmakers in the last decade and uh, he was a writer who influenced me the most so he used to experiment a lot with narrative narratives and he used to kind of you know write a lot of science fiction as well which is very new to tamil oh so i really i really enjoyed reading his books and it was a very it was a huge influence on my writing okay. and he still does and he is someone who kind of i constantly look up to got it so i'll i'll put a list of his books in the podcast notes yeah so how accessible are you uh, would you be open to uh, people reaching out to you for help or for advice or on similar lines if they are in a similar field yeah absolutely uh, but uh, i would definitely i i wouldn't mind kind of talking to people and you know helping them out and you know sharing advices that work for me mm-hmm. but for me what what is more important is that uh, like you mentioned there's a lot of people who are looking for instant fixes and they want to kind of you know get into something and get get instant uh, attention and all that and and i'm not very supportive of that you know i absolutely and i i really feel that you know uh, nothing is going to replace all the hard work that you need to do nothing is going to replace that so knowing anybody or not knowing anybody is not going to make any difference but at the end of the day even if you know the best actors in business best producers in business you still have to tell a story yeah right? and what is the effort that we are putting in yeah that's in what, order that's what going to make it leverage that and that's going to make a difference so uh, i actually feel a little upset when people you know kind of uh, think that i'm going to make it easier for them so uh, I I actually don't entertain that but I really enjoy sharing my ideas and you know uh sharing things that have helped me over the years to others and hopefully I do that all the time I constantly look up to you know other filmmakers and I watch a lot of video essays and I listen to podcast you know to to keep myself hydrated to keep myself inspired and, and I think you are doing that now with this being interviewed for this podcast so hopefully hopefully I can pass on some of the things that have helped me over the years fantastic that's good i'm i'm glad that you're being honest and and i'm glad that you're telling the things as it is and a lot of people need to listen to it and take that advice seriously yeah how uh, what what is your framework when you make decisions like how do you make what's your decision making framework like uh so uh, when you fi- make a film uh so you you constantly have to make around 50 to 60 decisions every every single day 
you're working with around 24 departments and you're in a constant state of decision making mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes you know uh, sometimes when you're not sure about something you kind of ask others and you know what do you feel about this do you think it's good enough and all that and and after a point of time you start depending on them you know you start turning to them every time you have to make a decision and sometimes you know it's very important for you to step back and just mute out all the noises and think for your own and let your own voice speak out what it wants to speak uh, so whenever i kind of reach a point where you know i i feel like i'm depending on other people uh, more than i have to i kind of step out of the situation i go and stand alone and think about it and think about what i really want to do do i think this is good enough and do i really feel that this is the right way to go i kind of ask myself and even if it takes time i kind of wait for the answer to come i you know make the decision 100% myself so i always do that so the films are very subjective and even when you when you are done with the shot you don't know if the actors have performed well you know you're at the end of the end of a 14 year 14 uh, how shift yeah and you don't have enough blood in your brain to actually convince you that this is good and you turn to another person the cameraman sitting next to you and asking him okay is this good enough or should we move on or you know should we go to sleep or something so then that is the time when you have to really you know reassess and and you know kind of isolate yourself and and think for yourself so uh that has helped me that has really helped me you know constantly uh kind of um turning deaf to all the other noises around and listening to your inner voice has actually helped me make better decisions always got it got yeah. it so how do what do you do in order to stay on top of your game like apart from the daily inspiration and apart from listening to your inner voice is there any other uh, rituals that you follow do you like meditate do you go exercise do you Uh, do you talk to people uh, your mentors what 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 do you do what you one thing to stay on top I of actually, creative game uh, i uh, watch a lot of good interviews and i read a lot of um, you know uh, essays on films and i i, I generally uh, i'm constantly trying to understand the psychology of storytelling uh, you know about why we are attracted to stories and about why we tell it and what is the whole idea you know um, you know study good films and dissect it and and understand why it is good or 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 understand why it's not working and you know trying to it's like it's like it's like a never ending process mm. i'm trying to understand the uh, storytelling uh, you know trying to understand how it how it has influenced generations and and what it basically does to a individual um, yeah. and you're trying constantly to understand it and and it's it's like you know it's like being a perpetual student uh uh to something you know you never stop being a learner and no matter how much you learn you kind of go out and discover that there is even more to tap into so right. that that constant state of um uh you know the hunger and 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 the realization that 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 you know you you are um constantly rediscovering things that you missed over and you're trying to put together a puzzle that's ne- that's never going to be finished yeah you know that's the feeling you have and and that is that is very inspiring for me because so when you when you when you're doing your school you're done you you started 12th and you're done yeah. right but it's not the same case with filmmaking you know it's it's never done it's it's never finished you know there's a quote that says you know films are never finished they're abandoned 
<laughs> so every year you kind of you know you there's something that new comes up and a new idea and, and there's always something more to do it's very expansive it's it's like it's like an ocean so that 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 is very inspiring for me and i constantly do something to remind myself that you know this is this is an evolving process you know it's it's always going to make me feel interested it's always going to hook me you know it's always going to you know kind of um keep me interested and invested in a very long time so that's what i do that's what i basically do i basically read or watch something that reassures me that you know this is what you want to do yeah fantastic that it's been a fantastic talk to you ashwin and Same i'm way. sure that our listeners have a lot of tangible takeaways uh, thank you so much again for your time thank you nara thank you i i started listening to pod- podcast you know recently and i have found it very very inspiring and uh, i i no longer i think i have something to do whenever i travel you know whenever i travel i feel like you know i'm listening to songs and wasting my time mm-hmm. not most of the time but sometimes <laughs> but listening to podcast really kind of inspires me and and kind of you know uh, i'm able to uh, come up with more ideas since i started listening to podcast you know it's, it's very inspiring and it's 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 very humbling to know the process of others and uh, and it's also very enlightening to to understand the uh, the minds behind a lot of films that you enjoyed and and you know listening to them talk actually uh, makes you realize that you know you are you are going the right direction and hopefully this must this always something around the corner that will surprise you absolutely and uh, now you are doing that and you are you are being a part of an initiative that inspires others yeah hopefully so, yeah thank you thank you for that thank you thank you